I think we're all gone muted now, so uh, we'll get a thumbs up from Tim. Where is he? He's over there. Yes, we've got a thumbs up from Tim. Thank you, Tim, and a very good morning to everybody. Uh, morning, Andrew. Um, so, welcome to this morning's service. Uh, for those that don't know me, why not? Uh, no, I'm Brian. I'm the duty on Elder. I have the pleasure of that today. So, um, hopefully, you've had an opportunity to um, download. Where is it? To download the uh, the newsletter. Uh, brilliantly prepared by Maggie, just to flag up one or two points uh, later on in that one. Uh, so um, please note that on the 19th, on the 9th and the 16th of August, this is the 9th, the Lord's Prayer and readings will not be on the screen, so please get your Bible ready. Um, you'll also note that um, on the notices, there's an item on water aid, so please read that. And similarly, one on the fair trade stall. And there's a message from the elders asking if people could read the Bible readings for the following week before the service. So they are also on the newsletter. And again, thanks to Maggie for preparing that for us all. Um, an advance notice, uh, just to get a bit of background information. Um, Zoom in church is being organised by the elders. Um, it probably won't take place, hopefully, till September. Um, but it's not to replace this. It is additional to this uh, for those people that cannot access Zoom or have difficulties accessing, accessing Zoom. Um, everything will still happen online, all the readings and everything. Um, all things like the church being set up, all the risk assessments and procedures are all being prepared by the elders in advance to make sure people are safe. And a booking system will be put in place run by Elaine so we can make sure that we, we don't fill the place too much. Uh, and then we can manage that carefully. There's more information to follow. Uh, and of course, finally, a big note, everything's subject to change. So between now and September, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, this morning, um, please remember to keep yourself muted during the service. And if you're on a phone, um, uh, please either mute your phone or sing quietly uh, when the music starts. <laughs> Um, so the Lord's Prayer and the Communion Response will be read out aloud by individuals. Um, please feel free to join in, but again, please stay muted. And um, at the end of the service, as is our tradition now, uh, everybody will be invited to unmute and we can all enjoy the cacophony that we call the grace. So uh, that's pretty much all the notices and everything out of the way for now. Um, today's service, I'm delighted to say, is being led by Jenny. And um, the next thing that I'd like to do is to hand over to Jenny to start with our call to worship. Jenny. Let us pray. God of grace, you delight in the praises of your people. Free us to worship you at this time and in this space. Be present amongst us. Open our minds and our hearts. Help us this morning to relax into your presence, to clearly hear your word and worship you. God of glory, we praise you because in power and majesty, you bring the universe into being. We worship you because in love and mercy, you bring the gift of new life. We thank you because in all of life's changes, you are present. When the world and its pressures would overwhelm us, you carry us through. 
when we struggle to face adversity. With faith, you do not reject us, but continue to hold out your hand to us. Your love for us is beyond limits. Your care and concern, your compassion, reach out to us in our times of deepest need. When we fail you, speak to us again your words of comfort, forgiveness and reassurance. When we are battered by life's storms and feel lost, isolated and alone, help us to find the trust in you that renews our strength. When we, are, when we wrong others through our words, our attitudes or our actions, help us to reach our hands towards forgiveness and reconciliation. When we feel that we are helpless victims of forces beyond our control, Help us to know that you are with us and your word continues to restore life and hope. Loving, forgiving God, we bring these and all our prayers to you in Jesus' name and for his kingdom's sake. Amen. And I pass back now to Brian, who with Pam is leading us with the Lord's Prayer. Our Our Father in heaven. heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. It's birthdays time, so I'll stay on. So um, whenever I do birthdays as the elder, I reach to my right because I've got the guitar. So, uh, oh, this is perfect timing. Pam's mum and Tump pick some stuff up. So does anybody have a birthday this week? Can I see everybody so I can see if everybody's waving? I know at this time of year there's nobody except one. Anybody? Unmute if you are. Right. Well, the person whose birthday is on the 15th was sat here, but she's had to go to the front door. So uh, do I do I sing and let her hear or do I not? Give me a thumbs up. Is it sing? Oh, I knew you'd do that one. Pam, this is for you. <laughs> All right. Ooh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Pam. Happy birthday to you. She could just about hear it. So without further ado, um, I'll pass on to Stuart Nixon, who does next Bible reading. Thank you, Stuart. Yeah, the, the Bible reading is Psalm 85 starting at verse 8. So please get your Bibles out, open on your lap or turn them on if they're on your phone. Okay, I'll give you a little time to find that. That's Psalm 85, verse starting at verse 8. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, 
that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. And the New Testament reading is from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33, and it's entitled Jesus Walks on the Water. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on the mountains on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So I'll confess that I have loved this particular gospel reading for a very long time. However, the events of this year have me looking at it again afresh. There's so much imagery in the story. The stormy weather, the boat, some safe, some sinking. Definite resonance with the situation that we found ourselves in. In the media, the pandemic has been described as a storm. And some have tried to tell us that this is the great leveller. That we're all in it together, all in the same boat. But others quickly responded and some none too politely to explain that, of course, we're not all in the same boat, only in the same storm. Our reading this week has focused me not for the first time on Peter, but rather than on the fact that they're not all in the same boat. The disciples are in different boats as well. In fact, one of them is out of the boat and sinking. Funnily enough, it's this disciple and his behaviour, which has meant that I've loved the story so much, because I can feel his excitement in the boat, his desire and his willingness to go out and walk on water with Jesus. His joy, as with eyes focused on Christ, he walks those first few steps. And just as equally, I know his horror as he starts to sink like a rock in the water. I have echoed his cries for help, and have heard God's rebuke, ye of little faith. 
But do you know what? I don't mind. I don't mind the you of little faith. Why did you doubt? Not one little bit. I don't mind because Peter realized what the title of John Ortenberg's book states. If you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. And this is Peter's response to the storm and to Jesus. He got out of the boat. But there were 11 other disciples there that day. What was their response? What were they doing? In our response to COVID this year, I have asked that question because our storm has highlighted how differently we experience stormy weather and how differently we each respond to it. For some, it was extra time to relax. For others, it was extra time to work. For some, they enjoyed spending time reconnecting with their families. For others, relationships broke down and some in abusive relationships fled. Some became more lonely than ever. For some, we learnt new languages and redecorated our homes. For others, the storm brought more pressure on our mental health. For some, it was the time to choose between the risk of going to work, travelling on public transport to earn a living or not earning a living at all. Whilst for others of us, we got to do the posh thing and work from home on Zoom. For some, they homeschooled for a few hours a day. And for others, they homeschooled at home for a few hours a day on top of a full working paid day's work. For some, they lost loved ones or feared losing loved ones or actually went through that valley themselves and only just made it through. For others, this was all simply not a big deal. Some stockpiled, created restaurant standard meals in their homes and others joined the food bank queue. Some enjoyed their gardens and others suffered in overcrowded homes. Some we praised as heroes and others were forgotten by the nation in care homes. Some wanted to get to back to life as normal as quickly as possible and others were afraid to leave the house. I could go on much, much further, but you can probably add yourselves to the list. The point being that we're not all in the same boat. Some of us are on luxury cruises, some of us are getting hit in the, in the face by the waves, and others are sinking. Whatever our boat is, neither have we all responded in the same way. And neither do I realise that it did the disciples. So what were the other 11 doing? Terrified in a storm, Jesus ghost-like walking on water towards them, their friend leaving the boat and sinking like a rock under the water. What boat were they in? In my mind, I can conjure up a few ideas. One, being seasick. Remember that not all of the disciples were actually fishermen. One, afraid of the wind and the waves. Being scared of Jesus. Just who was this guy? Helping the disciple who was being sick. There, there. It'll pass. Plotting a course back to the land as quickly as possible. Or designing a boat which would weather the storms much better. Reflecting this was a moment to remember and trying to capture every detail to tell others later. Trying to talk one daft disciple out of not getting in, out of the boat. Doing a head count. Did we have everybody here? Writing a poem, perhaps, about the beauty of the storm and praising God for creation. 
and doing a deep breathing exercise, reciting a verse from the Torah. I get now that the disciples all experienced the story very differently, just as they all had very different experiences of following Christ. For the first time I've put this story into that context, the disciples are not all in the same boat, because at least one of them is sinking like a rock in the water. Usually, I will admit, at this point, I'm a bit judgy of Peter, especially because of Jesus' words to him. Jesus rebukes him and chastises him. It's undoubtedly a formative moment in Peter's discipleship. You of little faith, why did you doubt, scolds the NRSB. The CEB harangues, you man of weak faith, why did you begin to have doubts? As I said earlier, I take this because I kind of relate to Peter and I like to think that he got out of the boat in his response to storm and it was a leap of faith. However, my experience tells me that as Christians, we can take these words of Jesus sometimes a little bit too much to heart. If only we had enough faith, if only we were better Christians, if only we didn't doubt, bad things wouldn't happen to us. In an extreme example for today, we have churches, not in this country, but we have churches that believe they can still gather together in the height of our storm because their faith will be enough to protect them. I've heard Christians explain to me over the past months how it was their prayers and belief that meant that their friends got well or that their children didn't lose their jobs. I love that God takes mercy upon us and is gracious towards us, pouring blessings out upon all of his children. But I struggle to believe that the family that lost their loved one, business, their job, their health, their relationship in the storm of 2020, did so because their faith wasn't enough. We make it harder for those in our church family to ask for help when they're caught in their stormy weather, or like Peter sinking like a rock, if this is our response. We only heap more shame upon their already burdened shoulders. So I'd like to suggest another way of looking at Jesus's response that day. He could have calmed the storm on the shore. He didn't need to walk out on the water to do that. Instead, he chose to walk out and be with those terrified disciples in the boat. Instead of removing their worries, and I'd argue that being a ghost-like appearance walking on water would actually increase them, but instead of removing their worries, he recognised them and validated their fears. He stands with them all in the stormy weather. He allowed and encouraged Peter to get out of the boat, to be himself in his response to that weather. And when Peter starts to sink like a rock, in the Greek, we find leeway in his words. They become little one. You lack confidence in me. Is that what has caused you to waver? Given the intimacy of the moment and the immediacy of Jesus's help, this pastoral tone seems to fit. Indeed, it matches the words of comfort that Jesus has already voiced from the midst of the storm. Be encouraged. It's me. Don't be afraid. When Peter starts to sink, Jesus shows grace and love. He helps Peter up out of the water into the boat and the storm quietens and the disciples praise God. 
Jesus does not make an object lesson out of Peter's distress. This is not a story about imperfect faith and transactional grace. You do this for me and this grace will be received by you in return. God doesn't do transactional relationships. In a boat, out of the boat, or safe on the shore, God's grace is for all of us. It's unearned. And thank God for it, because sooner or later we all sink like a rock. This is what it is to be human. Jesus knows this, and yet chooses to build the church with waterlogged stones. Remember what he says of Peter, the original soggy rock, on this rock shall I build my church. This is a story about God's grace and steadfast love. So in this storm, our storm of 2020, I would suggest that our response is to acknowledge the fear and name it. To stand with people, whatever boat they're in, and validate their fears. To encourage their responses as they travel in their own boat. To speak to them of God's love and grace and to lend them the hand they need in times of trouble to get us all back to the shore one way or another from one soggy rock to another and now I'm going to pass over I think it is to Tim for our first song Oceans
Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever You would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. My faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever You would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. My faith will be made stronger in the presence of my I think it's now time for our prayers of intercession. I hope you can all hear me. Um, I've been having trouble with my internet this morning. It's been touching in and out, but hopefully it'll last a few minutes. Let's just pray together. Father God, we just pray that you will guide our prayers and that we will pray as you wish us to pray. Father, we thank you for being our Father. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us all the time, that you are always there to hear us, Lord, that you are always there to strengthen us. And though we're not worthy, and we really aren't worthy, Lord, by your grace, you love us and you enable us. You enable us to do things, Lord, that are way out of our comfort zone. You enable us to talk to people. You enable us to share our faith. You enable us to pray for people. You enable us to lift them up before you. Father, we thank you that you do that. In this time now, Lord, we just want to raise our prayers for our world and for our community. For our world's a mess, Lord. It's a total mess. This week, Lord, we hear about the explosion in Lebanon. Over 150 dead, over... Well, thousands injured. And Father, our fault, man-made, not a natural disaster, man-made. Father, forgive us. Be with those families who have been hurt, those who are mourning, those who are struggling. 
Father Lebanon's suffering at this moment already. No money. Financial collapse. Jobs insecurity. Nobody knows what's going on there. Yet, Lord, all the rest of the world has different wealth that it just doesn't share, that it just doesn't equal out. You read on the television or you watch on the television adverts about children dying one every 20 seconds because they can't get water in Africa. You watch how people are just climbing across barriers to try and get to countries where they think they can live a better life. And Father, the world that we live in is shocking. The world that we live in is just not even, and the world that we live in is just not fair. And you call us, Lord. You call us to do something about that. You call us to stand for you. You call us to be the people that raise the unfairness, that bring it to people's attention, that cause action to happen. Father, you enable. You enable us. We pray for the world dealing with COVID. This morning, Brazil passed a landmark that I'm sure they didn't want to see. Over 100,000 people have died in that country because of COVID-19. Father, just be there. Bring them peace. Be with the people who are mourning, Lord. Father, give us a cure to this virus. It may be something that we've, we've even made. And Father, if that's the case, then forgive us. But whatever it is, Lord, give us a cure. Father, in our country, Lord, you watch the news and you see people on the beach where you can't see the sand for the people. There are so many people on the beach. Father, common sense has just gone out the window in this country. Common sense, respect for others. The number of times at work I've had to tell people to put masks on. And the reason for that, Lord, isn't to protect them. It's to protect others. It's to protect us, to care for others. People don't do that. People just see it and are selfish. Forgive them, Lord, but help them know, Lord, what the common sense approach is, what the right thing to do is. And Father, give us the strength to tell them. Father, this furore going on at the moment about the schools opening in September. And I've got a family, Lord, who are teachers, or lots of them are. And they're nervous and they're worried and they don't see how it's going to happen. But, Lord, our children need an education. They need to to see each other. They need to socialise with each other. They need to be with each other. Father, just help wisdom prevail and let your will be done. Father, the A-level results will come out shortly and and teenagers are already fretting about what sort of exams they're going to get, marks they're going to get. Lord, I just pray that your hand is on that too. Father, this world is is really in need of you. It's really in need of your touch. We pray for our local community, Lord. Lift in front of you, Lord, all the people who have been mentioned on our prayer chain this week. Father, we just I'm not going to mention them, Lord, because we've been praying for them all week, but I just pray that you will continue to be with them and that you will continue to bless them and let your hand be on them. And I just pray that your will will be done. Father, you enable us to pray. You lead us in our prayers. You tell us what to pray for. Hear our prayers, Lord. 
and let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. In my wrestling, in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Oh, you are the peace in my troubled sea. Silence, you won't let go In the questions your truth will hold Your great love will lead me through You are the peace in my troubled sea Oh, you are the peace in my troubled sea Sunday, the end of another service, and um, 
before we ask everyone to unmute and join in the grace, I'd just like to add that there is a prayer room available after the service, and there'll be a, an item on the um, on the screen if you wish to click and join there, and one or two of the elders uh, of their support crew will be there to uh, pray with you if necessary. So uh, I'd like to invite you all, um, having all joined together, and say thank you very much for everybody who's taken part today, especially Jenny, and uh, we can all float and not sink. So if you could all unmute and together we'll say the grace. Say the grace. grace. Say hello. Grace. Hello. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God.